Hello and welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla Rotary District 5810. I'm Greg Tupper, speaking into a microphone. There's another microphone here. It is sitting in front of... Who? Andrew Josie Utz. Oh, well, hello, Greg. I ruined it. No, you did great. You've you've been on every episode of this podcast. You know how hard it is to ruin a podcast. That... That is true. Buddy, <laughs> you got to try. <laughs> but so thank you for for joining us on this the episode this episode of the Ryla cast. Um do you I don't get nervous very often. Uh not right? very often. Not very often when we're doing this show, but mm-hmm. I um I got to admit I'm a little nervous right now. Yeah. I do can you, feel do, it. Do you feel you feel do I feel like you feel getting that sense? Here's yeah. here's the thing. Is I don't want to screw up in front of our guest because we have a guest in the in the studio, and you know, I want to, I want to impress. I can feel kind of the twitchy, yeah, the, the yeah, heel, the, the, the oh, heel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm tapping my toe because on this episode of the podcast, the Ryla Cast, we are joined by Celeste Bucket. Yeah! <laughs> wow. What I appreciate is I think you're the first person to woo yourself <laughs> with the, the hands and everything. Hey, you got to be your biggest cheerleader sometimes. I love it. Hello, Celeste. Hello. I haven't seen you in a minute. I know. It's good to see you guys. I know. It's good to see you. Thanks for joining us on season two of the Rylacast. Thanks for inviting me. Well, we we've been we've been trying to get you on the show for a while. So. I know. It, uh, adulting is hard. You're <laughs> finally our people talk with your people, and and, it actually and we took, made it work. It took both of us to make sure you were here. <laughs> okay. Yes. So we can we can air no let's air, let's air this dirty laundry. Let's air this dirty laundry, all right? Uts <laughs> Let's go, Tepper. So um whenever we decided on this recording date of the podcast, um we we both decided because we, we pulled back just to totally ruin any sort of illusion that this is a podcast that's been like like this isn't mass produced. Uh we record four podcasts at a time. Mm-hmm. And so we both split up the guests. You book two guests. I'll book two guests. Been, we had not talked after for about a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, again, peel back the curtain. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, I go and I said, you know who would be? I finally get around to, to booking guests. And I go, mm-hmm. you know who would be a great podcast guest is Celeste, and she likes me. She'll say yes. Mm-hmm. And so, why are you laughing at that? It's the truth. I do like you. I okay. did say yes. Uh, so I texted her, and she said, and the first thing she said was, OMG, I forgot to text Josie back. Yes. And I'm going like, what are we after? Be- because five days before that day, Ooh. I reached five out. Five days seem so long. I know, it does. And I, I was, because adulting is hard, I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. I, I texted Celeste that. and said, hey, how would you like to be a guest on the award-winning po- Rylacast? Mm-hmm. And she said, I would love to. Let me check my schedule and get back to you. Can I can I use a, a young person term? Because you're a young person. <laughs> I know I'm. Wa- I'd like to think so. I know I'm. I know I'm. I'm a boomer and I'm washed, right? But can I? Can I tell you something? Sure, you, you can. You left Josie on red for <laughs> five days. I did. I did. Yeah. And you know what, Josie? It'll never happen again. Okay. No. It, <laughs> I'll let you explain yourself. Yes, I will. I will make sure that from now on, Josie, you're on the top of my response list when I look at my texts. I just, you know, adulting is hard and sleeping is great. 
<laughs> so well, I slept a couple times. I just want to I just want to point this out that I sent her a text at one o five and she got back to me at. 105. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie. She got back to me within 60 <laughs> seconds. When I realized Celeste had, has read receipts on, I get really nervous. I clam up. Ooh, yeah. Because like, when I open, and I try to explain this to people, that those little three dots, mm. like, you better text They cause something. a lot of anxiety, a those dots. A lot of anxiety. Yeah. And so when I see that, like, oh, man, it's a time. Okay, I got to text her back right now. It doesn't matter what it is. But no, I gave you your space. Five and days of space. Out. It worked out. In my defense, in my defense, I was waiting on my superior at work on <laughs> scheduling. <laughs> okay, but it worked out. All right, yes. let's and get I'm this glad sh- to be here. Well, we're glad, glad you're here. You. Contrary to us <laughs> airing your dirty Grilling. laundry here <laughs> on the ship. All right, uh, here in just a little bit, we're going to get to know Celeste. Uh, because I know that's why you all have all tuned in. But first, you have to deal with Josie and I for a minute. Uh, because we asked Celeste, as we do with all of our guests, to choose a word. And Celeste, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you remember what word you chose? I did. Oh! <laughs> Which is? Intentional. Yay! Yay! I remember it. I would, because I think we've definitely had a guest who did not remember. Yes. <laughs> what word they did? I was very intentional with choosing my oh. <laughs> See, we love a callback here. This is going to be good. This is this a callback. And so, I have drawn the uh, the, the duty of doing the, um, the, the long... Uh, the, the the big segment, the opening segment, the opening salvo of this episode of the Rylecast about intentional or intentionality. Right. Um, this one was tough. I'm going to be honest, Celeste. You sprung this on me, and I was like, uh-oh. Because yeah. it's hard to define, right? It's hard to – it's hard to – like, I think we all know – what being an in, being intentional means and what being an intentional leader um, is all about. I think we could identify it, but it's hard to explain. And that's a problem in an audio medium, <laughs> right? That's, yeah. And so I, I started looking around trying to find someone who could sum it up in a way that is um, – that, that, that feels right to me, that, that, that when I think about – what intentional leadership is whenever i read these words i get that same feeling right Mm -hmm. okay i didn't find it i'm gonna be (laughs) okay um but what i did find was was a bigger conversation about being intentional and why it's important to be intentional let's start with this you should uh, i think a lot of what intent being intentional as a leader is all about is value and what i mean by that is valuing people valuing their time valuing their efforts valuing their um what they bring to the table valuing who they are as people um i think a lot of it comes down to that because if you're not being if you're if you're not being intentional if you are not if you're going about things in a way that is just kind of um you know we'll take it as it come we'll just do the do the do things that are um do things maybe without a strategy or in, in, in something like that. Ultimately, that is a reflection of how you value the people around you. If you're saying, you know what, we don't need a strategy, we will figure it out. We will go in there and we will we will just you know we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll take it as we come. Ultimately, what you're saying is, you know what, the people around me, the people who I am going to be leading, 
on this journey, I don't value you enough. I mean, I'm confident I'll get to where I need to go, but I don't value you enough to, to really go to, to really give you any sort of firm instructions on where we should go from here. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think a lot of it comes to value, comes back to value and it comes back to, I think adding adding value to people, making them feel more valuable. Because I think when you, when you act intentionally, what you're doing is you're, you are fundamentally saying, I value you and I want you to feel valued. And I want to find a way to make you even more valuable to this organization, to mm-hmm. whatever we're doing. So can you find ways to make them more valuable? Um, and then I think it's a matter of paying that forward and encouraging people to pay that forward and make and say, okay, I am going to act in such a way that you feel valued in this organization. Your job is now to go forward and do that same thing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. When I started reading something about that, 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 that word value kept coming back to me of something that felt like a good summation of a very difficult word to sum up of let's go through and make sure that you are valuing the people around you that you are making them feel valued and you are at you're adding to their you're adding to their value making sure that they are uh increasing what they can do for their organization and furthermore paying that forward to to other people it's a hard thing to describe but i think that fundamentally if you're going into a task with a purpose and you're going into a task with a clear eye on where you want to go, ultimately, you're going to be showing the people around you that you value them and that you are deserving, I think, of, of them of being their leader in that regard. Does that make sense? I'm kind of dancing around it a little bit because it's that, hard because Celeste set me up for failure. Thank you a lot, Celeste. Yeah, Celeste picked a very difficult word. But no, I think you I think you summed it up perfectly. And I I think it's one of those words that you dance around, but it's also like it's not in the middle when you're dancing around it. It's also kind of all over the place because it's those those things, items that you discussed, values. Let me give you a quote. Okay. This is a quote from a guy named John Maxwell. Ah, yes, John Maxwell. He wrote a book called Intentional Living. The quote is, having, uh, having, that is a typo. (laughs) 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 That is a typo. Okay, hold on. We'll try again. I'll cut this out. I won't cut this out. (laughs) Having, uh, wanting to help people and add value to them makes you a better person. But if you don't act on it in an intentional way, it won't make a difference. We have to strive every day to make every day our masterpiece. And I think what I like about that quote is that you're saying you can have good ideas and you can have good intentions, but if you don't act on them, if you say, oh, I want to make you feel special, but if I just don't go out there and and do that, Mm -hmm. then it's wasted and we're not doing anything. At that point, you've got to have a strategy and act in a way that is going to get you where you want to go. Okay. That's something to think about. That's really good. It was tough. It was tough, Celeste. Why couldn't you choose, like, books? <laughs> You're doing a great job. Yeah, books would be a good Books one. would have been easy, because I know yeah. what books are. Anyway, <laughs> that's something to think about. All right. Let's move on to our very special guest. Oh, Josie. This is where you're supposed to pretend there's a commercial break. So pretend there's a commercial break. I'm not editing this out, by the way. <laughs> no, we'll wait. That was, that was our commercial music. Oh, why is the Jeopardy music <laughs> yeah, playing? That's fine. I know what Celeste right. does in her spare time. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, Josie. Oh, Greg. We have a very special guest in the studio. 
somebody who came straight from work to be here. That's true. She got stuck in traffic to be here. You can hear her smiling into the microphone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we were joined by Celeste Buckin. Yay! Yay! Hi, Celeste. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How yeah? are you? Good. Thank you for saying well instead of good. That makes me, for, as a grammar nerd, that makes me very happy. Okay. Celeste, we finally got you in the hot seat. We've been trying for months to get you on this podcast. You guys make me sound so busy. <laughs> well, we need well, a, well, we need a, well, I mean, you left Josie on red for five minutes. For five minutes. Yikes. Um, so we know you're busy. You're a very busy person. But let's go back in time. All right. Um, months to when you were a Ryla camper. Can you tell us a little bit about your Ryla story, how you got involved, how you got started in this organization? Right. So um, I was a camper in 2011, and I first learned about Ryla from my older sister. Um, All I knew about Ryla was, it's a week-long camp, you're applying, and you're going to go. And I looked at her like, no, I'm not. (laughs) You mean outside with strangers <laughs> for a week for a week yes so ryla was the first time that i was away from my family for anything longer than like a sleepover at a friend's house mm. so i was definitely like um no ma'am and then that was the first year that she wasn't at camp because she was doing grad school abroad and so i was like you make me apply for this place you send me here and then you don't come you so i can't me. even at least sneak off and talk to you for a second and be like hey i'm freaking out about this um And so I just remember being, like, so mad at her. Like, why would you do this to me? Um, And so I get to camp, and I'm typically one that's, like, very much in my shell. Um, So I get to camp, and people are screaming and grabbing me out of the car. And I'm like, (sighs) what did I get myself into? Um, But I'm sure that you guys have heard multiple different times on this podcast. Ryla is one of the best things that has ever happened to me. And I can't imagine what life would look like if I didn't have Ryla. I didn't have the community that is Ryla, and I didn't have the lessons that I learned at camp um, that get built on every year that I do get to go back. And so I am planning on going back to Ryla for as long as I can, um, or at least continuing to build the foundation and the the community that I've gotten through camp. So what keeps you coming back? intentionally (laughs) such a good question um don't don't encourage (laughs) the idea that every year you come back camp looks different and feels different um the programming obviously typically stays generally the same because we have a different set of campers every year but being on staff there's not one year that i've gone back that i've said oh this is exactly like last year or that i've gotten the same thing that i had gotten out of the year before and so coming back to camp allows me to really add the building blocks of my leadership journey um and really just helps me kind of refocus and get pumped up for the rest of the year. So what do you, um, first of all, where'd you go to high school? I went to Creekview in Carrollton. Go Mustangs. And um, then, so what do you do now? What Do you have a job? I do have a job, thankfully. Um, I am currently a therapeutic early childhood educator. Okay. Um, so basically that means that I yeah, work explain with... That like a, explain that like I'm an early child. <laughs> right. So basically that means that I work with um, children 
that are the age of three. Um, and because they have dealt with different traumas, I my job is to make sure that they are learning educationally, but also to support them developmentally. And so that means that they may be age-wise three years old, but developmentally they may act as a two-year-old. And so my biggest thing is to make sure that we get them so that they are ready to be in a typical school. Um, And so that's what I do all day, every day. So you play with kids? No. I'm kidding. Kind of, sort of, yeah, though. I make it fun. (laughs) I was going to say, like, I can't... How do I say this in a way that I want it to come out? In the audio. I can't imagine... You doing something that's not fun. Yeah. Does that make sense? Did that, is that, that makes sense. That's not a jerk thing to say, right? No, I, I just imagine. So. I just imagine like you being like, all right, we're going to make this, we're going to maximize the fun in this particular situation. And I just imagine that that's the way you are with, with the kids. Yes. Um, I try. I feel like if I'm laughing happy all day long, they'll be laughing and happy all day mm-hmm. long. So why not make it fun for the both of us? So all day long, I try to do different things no matter what I'm doing. Even if it's some sort of discipline, I try to make sure that there's something positive that comes out of it. Mm. Um, so how do you and I know you've touched on this a little bit. Um, how do you use things you've learned from Rila, whether that's your camper year or years on staff in your everyday life or do you yeah um so my camper year was when i first heard jerry trailer speak and he said in his speech to live your life to make an impact not an impression and my camper year it didn't really stick with me but when i came back as an ac i was like oh that's a pretty good point. And then the year, the next year that I came back on staff, it hit me in a different way. And so now I kind of feel like that's my life motto. Um, every day in my job, I try to make sure that what I'm doing is something that's going to be lasting for that child. And so making impressions is great. Like I want my parents to love me. I want my kids to love me. But ultimately, I want to make sure that I'm doing things that years from now, even if that child does not remember my name, they act in a certain way or they respond in a certain way that I may have laid that foundation for. You've had a lot of roles at camp and in the Rila organization. Which one do you think was the most challenging for you? Ooh, um, I would definitely say being a counselor. Um, and this past year was my first year in that role. But I would say that it was probably one of the most challenging for me because I'm a perfectionist. Um, and so I want to go into things with a plan and be able to have my A or B lane and know what comes next. Um, and anyone who's been in the council role knows that that's not really how Ryla works. <laughs> um Ever. Ever, At ever, any ever. Time. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the complete opposite of what yeah. Ryla is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really just solidified for me that whole stepping out of your comfort zone and kind of allowing things to fall into place. Um, because the, when you get into the role, you... Your experience is never the same as a as a different counselor's experience, um, but your experience is exactly what you need. And I think that me being a counselor and being put um, in such a big role, I was able to kind of figure out what it is that I needed to be for my campers, so that I can make sure that they had a great experience. Um, forgive me if this has already been mentioned, but uh, you chose the word intentional. (laughs) <laughs> Why did you choose that word? Aside from torturing me. Right. <laughs> Making it a little difficult. Yeah. Um, 
I chose intentional because it's how I personally try to live my everyday life. And I think that when we take a step back and we look at the things that we do throughout the day and we really focus on being intentional and like Greg mentioned, um, kind of backing that up with valuing, um, you can really see the difference that it makes in people. I have worked with a lot of different people who are intentional, but they don't add in that value aspect. And so what you get from them is someone that, like Greg says, has an idea that would probably work, um, but there's no follow through. And so it doesn't get um, it doesn't get displayed the way that they would like to. So for me, being intentional means making someone feel special in a way that maybe someone else didn't. And um, I always remember the quote that says, um, people might remember what you do, but they'll always remember how you make them feel. And so I think that that's a big part of being intentional is making sure that you are doing things that not only better yourself, but also allow people to see the better side of you and for you to see the better side in somebody else. All right. Yeah. (laughs) That's making me think. Sorry. That struck me in a very odd way. Not everybody can... A good Strike. way, yeah. Strike that's how that you've, you've done the impossible. You've done what my wife has been trying to do for years, which is to get me to shut up. Uh, but we like to give our guests. You said you've listened to this podcast before, right? I have. Well, so then we like to give our guests an opportunity to plug something. If there yes. is something that you are passionate about, something that you really like at the moment, something that you want to tell, you want the whole world to hear. Now's the time. The floor is yours. Um, so lately, I have really been into uh, like self meditation, mm. <laughs> and so I take maybe five or ten minutes of my day, depending on how the day has been, um, and I just kind of sit and I might play some like instrumental music or something in the background, and I just kind of sit and center myself. Whether that means I'm praying or I'm just kind of allowing myself to sit, and not think about anything, and just breathe for a moment. Um, and I've seen that that's kind of really just helped me like recenter and when things get a little crazy in the day um because I sometimes do it on my lunch break it kind of just recenters me and I get to start all over um so that's like my biggest thing right now also me time I go get my nails done every two weeks <laughs> your nails but you can't say it's an audio medium but your nails are fabulous. <laughs> oh yes, thank you they look great um but yeah that's like making sure that I plan something into my schedule that's literally just for me by me like I don't have to deal with anyone else work on anyone else's time um but just making sure that I focus on loving myself all right one more question okay for Celeste you deal with three-year-olds and younger right yes okay three-year-olds and younger compare and contrast dealing with your three-year-olds with dealing with Josie and I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I, I would like you, to that's say... That's a hard-hitting question. Hard-hitting question. <laughs> you guys are just as fun. <gasps> well, <laughs> yeah, a- initially I was excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> and now I'm rethinking. No, I laugh all day long with my kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I've been laughing pretty much all of this podcast. But, um... Again, like, you know. That's yeah, good. I think, yeah, I think you guys Thank are doing a great you? job. Um, but yeah, so it's just as fun. You guys ask harder questions, okay, that's, that's for sure. What are the questions you get from your three-year-olds? Why? That's like just their favorite that's, question. Like, why? Why? Mm. Why, like why, why? What and why? you don't want to answer with because I said so, mm. right? Mm. Because they're asking why because they genuinely don't understand. Yeah, my kid can't talk yet. 
you can babble and stuff like that, but you can't get talk. ready for it. And it's like I'm kind of like if you just want to not like you need to talk, but like maybe not to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, talk to your teacher. That's fine. Talk right. to your mom. That's talk fine. to yeah. Wise uh, are those are the best and worst questions because when you can't figure out another answer. <laughs> well. We are glad that whenever you Josie texted you and, and to come on the podcast, you didn't say why. Why, <laughs> Celeste yeah. Buckin? Yeah! And again, this is where you're going to pretend that there's a commercial break. Okay. I'm not going to edit this out though. Well, upgrade to the music. And our thanks once again to Celeste Buckin for being our guest here on the Rylacast. I told you this is just a disaster. We're getting canceled. I mean, a point. They're I think everyone up. will listen. Honestly, I think people are going to tune in for you. Yes, and then they're going to he- they're going to hear us and be like, oh. Yeah. So we tell people it's a big segment of us. Then Celeste. Yes. That, yeah, we keep them around. Fast right? forward. But right. now, <laughs> fast forward. We do. Yeah, the thirty seconds forward. Yeah. Um, but we do have something to leave you with on the topic of authenticity or uh, authentic. No. No. That was a different one. That was a different one, but thank Intentional you. Or Intentional or intentionality. <laughs> I am extremely tired. <laughs> time is a flat circle. Yes, time is a flat circle. And here with something to leave you with on intentionality is Andrew Josie Utz. Well, thank you, Greg. Yes, um, I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit to Celeste. This is what I have written down for the something to leave you with segment. Oh, no. It says intentional. It says intentional. And I've been sitting here thinking the entire podcast thinking and listening that um you chose there there are a couple um guests we've had on this podcast that pick words that are it's like oh yes that that word describes that person perfectly Mm -hmm. and i think intentional you that that is celeste bucken to a t um in the good way and i know we we kind of gave you a hard time about the um scheduling yeah. issue but but that that's a that's an important it brings up an important part of you are very intentional in everything you do and this something to leave you with is is kind of I'm going to talk about you Aww. and other people but it's it's more of a challenge because um, I struggle with this um, I am more along the lines of uh, what Greg was describing earlier where it's like you know what come on everybody Let's just go, and we're going to get there. Here's our rough outline of what we're going to do. But it doesn't um, – like Greg said, it doesn't value – if you're with other people, that's that's wasting their time, to put mm-hmm. it bluntly. And you, Celeste, um, you know, you apologized today, you know, hey, sorry I didn't get back to you. But you were in, you have your schedule, and you have things that you need to do and you're going to do. And it's not a – I feel like – being intentional sometimes has a negative connotation because people take it as I don't have time for you, mm-hmm. but but that's not the case. Um, would in a leadership aspect, you know, when you Celeste say I am being intentional, you you don't want to give anybody less than a hundred percent, and so that's that's tough. That's something I struggle with as a leader is. Is giving myself a hundred percent to the topic well, at hand, and it goes back to what she was talking about. Let's talk. Let's act like she's not here, okay. right? Let's just talk directly <laughs> to one another. Yeah, it goes back to the thing she said about like being a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like with intentionality, there is a an easy 
it's easy to let good be the enemy of perfect. And you know that's a big thing for me. Yeah. There's a, of letting good be the enemy of perfect because it's like I am being intentional. So I want everything to go perfectly, right? Mm-hmm. That's just not the way it's going to go, right? right? Mm-hmm. But I think that you're right is that I think that there's inevitably a I'm a big believer that that all the people that the people in, in in Ryla, even though we are so different and weird, um, uh, <laughs> meaning that we are so disparately, we come from different backgrounds, we come from different communities, we come from different, you know, all these things, different families. Um, we're all kind of wired the same. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what kind of keeps us all around. Mm-hmm. And so I think all of us have that little bit of perfection, at least a little bit of perfectionist in us. Mm-hmm. In us. And I I don't think that perfectionism and intentionality can coexist. I really mm-hmm. don't. I don't think it can. I think that I think that it's got to be one or the other because if you are going through, I think that if you are going through and you're trying to be intentional, that is fundamentally you are you are having to. If it's being truly intentional, you have to admit to yourself that things are not going to go great. They're not going to go perfectly, and you have to admit you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So now I'll bring Celeste back into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, the wall, the the soundproof wall is down. Okay. Um. Anyway. But yeah, so so something to leave you with is is really a challenge to everyone, um, and I'll I'll take Celeste off the hot seat. Um, <laughs> Jenny DiDonato is another Ryla camper that that comes to mind as somebody that that is very intentional in everything they do, um, and so I challenge everyone to just pick pick one thing this week. We're just going to do an open slate. One thing this week that you are going to devote 100% of your time to. It can be five minutes or five hours, but be intentional and let that push you on into intentional leadership. I love it. Good job. <laughs> we danced through we danced through that one as you gave us the hardest word yet. And also, I would say too, let the word intentional and intentionality kind of reshape what you think perfect being a perfectionist is Um, because I know that for me that was a big struggle but when I sit back and I think about yes I'm a perfectionist so I want to do things the way that I believe they should be done when you're being intentional it kind of goes back to that value aspect Maybe you are a perfectionist, but you're a perfectionist in the way that you make people feel, mm-hmm. or you're a perfectionist in the way that you decide to make intentionality look like. And so focusing more on that perfectionist piece being, I am going to work on myself so that I can be a better person for other people around me versus I am going to make sure this task is done a certain way and right. this is the only way it needs to be done. Give yourself grace with tasks yes. and, 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 and maybe be a, you know, demand more of yourself when you're talking about interpersonal relationships. Right. Good job, Celeste. Do you want to host Thank this podcast? You. You're a lot better at this than we are. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. Uh, yeah. Dana's been Dana's already put up hustle. something on like indeed. Yeah, exactly. It pays really great. <laughs> it does not pay really great. <laughs> That's gonna do it for us. Thank you to Celeste Buckin for being our guest. Thank you, guys. Um, Please, uh, uh, thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us, valued listener. Please rate and comment uh, and subscribe to this podcast on the podcast vendor of your choice. And tell a friend. And here with an antiquated way of telling a friend about the RylaCast is Josie. Yes. In honor of season two, Hmm. um, go ahead and type out a national letter of intent and say, I intend to get another person to listen to this podcast and mail it to your alma mater mm. and list the Riley cast and make sure you put right out the URL. Mm. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I put you on the spot. You did. That's going to do it for us. Uh, thanks to Celeste and Josie. Thanks for your courage. Thanks, Ray. We'll see you next time. The Rallycast. Thank you.